This is the Married Man Podcast, home of the warrior husband, and I am Brian Bandis of the Married Man. This is episode number 10. There we go, 10 in the bag, in which we are going to talk about the blast radius. We're going to talk about uh, the propensity that we all have to take our BS out on other people and those closest to us, and what we can do about it. So before we do that, please consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're listening. Uh, that would mean the world to me to con- to help me continue to uh, gain visibility and spread the message of the married man, spread the message that uh, we as men can step into the greatness by giving of ourselves uh, and loving sacrificially for our family. So Subscribe if you're willing to, if you like the content. Uh, The Married Man Podcast comes out once a week, and it's where we talk about how to bring our A game to our marriage. And just as importantly, how we become great men by stepping up to fulfill that role as husband and for some of us as fathers. So my hope is that if nothing else, after listening to this today, I want you to leave with enough fuel in the tank to decide that you're going to give everything you've got, your absolute best to your family for another week. No matter how hard, ugh, no matter how hard it might get. So today I want to read, this was just a, now I've got a buddy named Sean, uh, and he'll probably listen to this podcast, and he very consistently posts um, things on Facebook that are, you know, convicting, challenging, inspiring Um take your pick. And I read this the other day and immediately sort of thought of the married man. So here's what he said. He said, lead from heart instead of leading from hurt. What I've observed is most people are working their shit out on other people. Risk averse, shame, not feeling good enough, fear of rejection, et cetera. We all have our bag of tricks and vices. The problem with this, the problem with this is life becomes a punching bag and people are the collateral damage. I'm going to stop there because I was reading that and and I'll just be candid with you guys. This last, the last seven to ten days, have been challenging in my world, and that has included a couple moments of of conflict with my wife. And you guys know how I feel about my wife. I truly, truly, man, I just adore her. Uh, but I'm not perfect. She's not perfect. Um, and we had a couple moments this last this last week where we were at odds, and I'm not sure that I handled it that well. I know that may come as a shock. Um, and so when I read this, I thought, man, I know that when I don't handle things well, when I, when I interact with my wife, um, in an unhealthy way, uh, it's not that she has no, it's not that she has no fault. It's not that my wife can do no wrong. She certainly can, but what I can control is how I respond, how I react, how I relate to her, how I communicate to her. And I can do those things well. I can do them poorly. And regardless of whether or not she has fault in any given circumstance, it's on me whether or not I've done the work personally to respond uh, in a healthy way to to am I able to subdue my ego and respond in a healthy way or react? You know, am I going to react in an unhealthy way? Am I going to communicate in a healthy way? Um, and I can, those are the areas where I can do work, whether or not she is quote unquote at fault in some way. She can, here's the thing, she could communicate really poorly to me and I could still choose to communicate back in a healthy way. She could communicate poorly or come at me in in an angry way, or maybe she's not subduing her ego. And I still have the option 
to subdue my ego and to work from humility and work from a healthy place. So, so I read this and I thought, crap, man, my wife has definitely been the collateral damage to my BS that I, that I carry around. And, and I've had examples of that this week. And we all kind of have this this blast radius around us, as I mentioned in the introduction, right? Like if you think about who is, who is most likely to get hurt, to feel the fallout of my, of my junk that I'm carrying, my baggage, my hurt, my, as he said, my shame, whatever it is. Well, most likely to get hurt by that is whoever's closest to me. So my wife is first in line right after her is my kids. Then you, can move to some of my closest friends, my business partners, and then on down the line. That happened That happened just yesterday. I realized that, that the way that I was handling my frustration with one of my sons was probably a little bit out of line. And what they were getting was, yeah, they were getting in trouble for their behavior, but it, there was a little extra sprinkling of seasoning on there from how frustrated I was feeling about something else going on, right, in the work world. And that was carrying over. They were in my blast radius where, yeah, it wasn't their fault, but they were getting some of the fallout from that crap I was carrying around because I hadn't dealt with it in a healthy way. Now, we have talked repeatedly, and I will continue to talk about the fact that we as human beings are made for relationship. It's a beautiful thing when we are at our best and most fulfilled in this life is when we are in a healthy relationship, healthy intimacy not with everyone, but with the right people. And what that looks like is truly knowing them and truly being known by them. And that is where, man, that is where peace truly comes in and that fulfillment truly comes in, is knowing that someone truly knows you, that you are truly, truly deeply at your core known by someone, and they're still willing to be in a relationship with you whether it's a friendship, a marriage, whatever. Isn't that the fear that the more I reveal of myself, the more likely, the more I reveal of my true, my true self, the one that we all have, that when we really get right down to it, it is the scariest, it is the scariest to reveal. The more I reveal of that self, the more afraid I am that Kelly, my wife, is going to see it and go, Ooh, that's, ooh, okay, that's not what I signed up for. She hadn't done that yet, thank God. But that's why, that's why, that's how these people that we love and care about end up in that blast radius. The closer we are to them, the more likely they are to get this fallout from our mess that we're carrying around. So one thing I've talked about, and I don't know that I've talked about on the podcast yet, I know I've talked about it in in early married man emails, Um which go out every Monday, by the way, if you haven't signed up for that, uh, is the idea of excuses versus results. And I use so many sports analogies. They're just, it's just such low-hanging fruit. And, and I'm going to do it again today, and you're just going to have to bear with me. But I've talked, uh, I've talked to my sons about this because they will tell me these lofty goals, right? They are obsessed with uh, football in particular, really obsessed with sports. And my uh, my nine-year-old, I'm telling you, like he is not kidding around. He is 100% sure he's playing in the NFL. And yet we have those moments where it's time to practice. You know, maybe I want to throw some passes to him or whatever. And 
there are lots of excuses. I'm tired. It's hot out. It's wet out. It's whatever. And we have these conversations about excuses versus results. And the, and where it really gets tricky is when the excuses are valid. Like, yeah, it is hot out. You are correct. That's true. It Yeah, it, it's actually raining. It is raining. You're right. It's not that it's not raining. It's that, does it really matter? Do you want to get better at this or not? And so for me, my excuses in the context of my relationship might be valid. Yours might be valid. You know, people, I know people who had abusive parents, alcoholic, uh, you know, parents who were addicts, parents in prison. I know people who have been assaulted, people who have been stabbed, people who have been fired, sued unjustly. I mean, this, this life, goodness gracious, right? It's an obstacle course and it's not pretty. And Every single one of us, to some degree, and I'm not saying it's to, always to equal degrees, but every single one of us, to some degree, is going to go through some, some shit storms. It's going to happen. It is guaranteed. My freaking family fell apart. My parents got divorced. My dad moved a little ways away from me. All that sucked and had a negative effect. Just is what it is. It happened. The thing is that those excuses are valid. That really did cause me trauma. It really did cause me in particular emotional trauma that I carried for a long time and sort of stunted uh, emotional development in a number of ways. That's all true. And so when I'm here in relationship with my wife or when I'm here in a relationship with my sons and I start blowing it because I'm reacting in a certain way based on that past hurt, well, while those excuses are valid and true, what are the results that I want? I can either have the excuse which serves the purpose of preserving my ego and the excuse makes me feel not so bad, or I can change I can change my actions, I can deal with that hurt, I can let go of the excuse, and I can uh, go get the results that I want. Now this is sounding a little, you know, sort of... Um, how would I describe it? This is starting to sound like a, uh, you know, like a self-help thing. We're going to go get the results. But here's what I mean when I say that. The results that I want are to be a patient, compassionate, emotionally healthy and available, nurturing husband and father. I want to be trustworthy to those closest to me. As I've shared with you over time, my dad has has become that to me. Extremely trustworthy. I go to him with hard conversations and I don't have to wonder what kind of response I'm going to get. It's going to be compassionate. It's going to be humble. It's, it's going to be this emotionally healthy response. He is available in that way now. And that's the results I want. But if I'm clinging to the excuses of, well, I'm not that way because this stuff happened to me, then I'm not going to get those results. Which do I want more? Do Which do I want more? The preservation of my ego, which says it's not my fault and so I don't have to feel bad because here are the, the excuses which are legitimate. Or do I want the results, which is, man, I had to own that pile of crap over there. And I had to own my response to it 
my reaction. I had to own the process of my healing and becoming whole. And now I have the results of being that compassionate and patient, wise, so on and so forth, father and husband. I don't, I don't know that you can have both. You can either have excuses, which preserve your ego and are about you, or you can have results. And man, I, this is the pot calling the kettle black, okay? I am as guilty as anyone uh, of taking things that are legitimate excuses, to continue to use that word, whatever it is, reasons, we can use reasons, excuses, overly negative, but let's not even, let's not even be that negative. I am as guilty as anyone of leaning on valid reasons for why I can't get better, grow, fill in the blank, you know, be more patient or be more confident or, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is that you might be struggling with. You can have the excuses or the results. Is the, is the goal to get that end result and be that kind of husband or is it to preserve your ego so you don't have to feel so bad? Man, we're all guilty of that. But now you can be aware of it. Don't do that. Here's the deal. If, if the Super Bowl occurred, maybe it'll happen this year. Guys play the Super Bowl, one team wins, one team loses, and the team that loses is going, well, man, a couple guys got sick, and uh, man, I just wasn't feeling it. And honestly, like my dad's kind of been an asshole the last couple days, and like take your, take your pick. The bottom line is you didn't win the game. No one cares. That's not true. Maybe someone cares. I don't want to be <laughs> – I don't want to be too uh, – I want to be empathetic. It's not that those things don't matter. It's that it doesn't change the outcome. You either won the Super Bowl or you lost the Super Bowl. And you can have all these excuses that explain away why you lost the Super Bowl. And it doesn't change the very black and white reality of the fact that one team won and that will never change. And one team lost and that will never change. And so... Are you tied to those excuses which preserve your ego or do you want to win the Super Bowl, period? I choose the victory. I choose the results. So, came up with a couple little things that I thought contribute to that type of healing. If you want those results, you have to take responsibility. You have to take ownership. So, This is by no means a comprehensive list, but a few things that I think contribute to beginning to um, put yourself in a place that's emotionally whole, right, and emotionally healthy. The first is creating space for quiet, for stillness, for reflection, for journaling. I think that is a wonderful uh, exercise. My business partner talks about it constantly, journaling. Um, You have to give yourself space in your world to be able to take the time to process, right? So the the excuses we talked about or the reasons we talked about, those are real. The things that happened in your childhood or in college or whatever, uh, the deaths of loved ones, uh, getting sued, getting assaulted, all those things, they are real. The point of this isn't to say they don't matter. They do matter. They do and they're also playing a role in keeping us from relating in, in healthy ways to those most important to us. 
what happened with my family puts my wife and my children in a blast radius around me. They didn't do that shit to my family, but they get to enjoy the bonus content after it's happened, right? And so me owning it through these things is how I begin to help them, you know, be removed from that blast radius. So please don't hear me saying that those things don't matter. They do. And man, I have compassion for those close to me who I know their story. Stuff hurts, man. My stuff hurts. Everybody's stuff hurts. So this is what do we do about that? So creating space for quiet and stillness, creating space to reflect on that. I think journaling is a wonderful way to do that. Secondly, take care of your physical health. Get active. Funny thing is, I've had a really busy two weeks and really fell off the wagon in terms of uh, physical fitness, which is usually a big part of my life. But for the last two weeks, it's been a very small part of my life. There's been a couple workouts sprinkled in there, but not much. And shocker, it's been a funky couple weeks with me relating less ideally to those I love. And I don't think it's a coincidence. It might be a chicken or the egg question. I'm not sure. But I know that me being physically active, getting my blood going is so important to me being mindful and purposeful in the way that I relate to those that I'm close to. Next, nurture your spirit. Prayer, meditation, reading the Bible. Um, by the way, for those who are um, uninitiated, recovery, like, like uh, the 12-step program, Alcoholics Anonymous or any of those similar programs start with one key, key, key ingredient, the acknowledgement of a power higher than yourself, the acknowledgement that certain aspects of this life and this world are beyond our control. That is like a crucial step. And really what we're talking about is recovery. You might not be addicted to alcohol or drugs or something like that, but we are talking about recovery. So, care for your spirit, nurture your spirit, at least start by acknowledging that you may have a spirit, and that there may be something more there that deserves your attention. To me, I spend time in prayer. I try to pray with my wife before bed every night. I say try because I, I definitely can't tell you we do it seven days a week, but I know how good it is for my relationship with her. Lastly, Man, you guys got to stick with me here. Lastly, counseling, man. I have I have done counseling over the last few years and and not even really from a oh this is an emergency, I'm on the verge of something catastrophic, so I need to go talk to somebody. No, it was sort of a a blend. Hey, I'm struggling with things, but also also somewhat preemptive or proactive just going Maybe this person can help me sort some of this stuff out. I know I carry it around and it keeps me from being confident. It keeps me from, you know, relating in a healthy way. It's causing me to, to carry around anger that then comes out at my wife or my children, basically bringing it to this person. I'm telling you guys, do not sleep on this. It is a game changer. It's like going to the doctor. It's like going to the chiropractor who goes, oh, you're just a little out of whack here today. I'm going to fix you up. And then you feel great. It's amazing what this does. Um, I would really encourage you guys to look at that. And for those who are open to that, and I'm telling you, this is coming from 
listen, I'm a dude. I get it. And something about this is humbling and hard to hard to stomach. At least it was for me at first. But I'm telling you, man, that is a game changer. You're just talking about having somebody who knows the right questions to ask to let you kind of work through some bullshit. Oh, it's amazing. You need to do it. So the point is, don't let those that you care about most, your wife, for some of you guys, your children, don't let them live in your blast radius. You are the only one who can take responsibility. It's not that bad things haven't happened to you. They have but you cannot change them. What you can change is beginning to take some ownership for creating a wholeness and allowing yourself to heal as an act of love for your wife or your children and those close to you who you know are living in that blast radius. You can do this as an act of love for them because you can then bring a better, more whole, more patient, more loving, more caring, more compassionate person to your relationship with them. Do the work on yourself so that it positively affects how you relate to those people. And that's what I got, boys. Thank you for listening. The Meat and Potatoes of the Married Man is the weekly newsletter. It comes out every Monday morning. And uh, it, it is meant to help you start your week oriented towards the things that matter most, right? We want to start Monday morning. I typically send it out at 5.30, 6 a.m., and start your week with, okay, this is what this week is about. The number one thing that I'm working toward is, is this care for my family. So if you do nothing else, head over to the marriedman.co, not C-O-M, couldn't afford the M, and subscribe to the newsletter. It comes out every Monday morning uh, with a video sort of recap version on Friday. Um, send out that email and video each week. Guys, thank you for spending some time with me and I will talk to you next week later.